Mm. It's like a, ga- a game. Oh, hold on. Fuck, man. Anyway, I'll figure this out later. Alright. Yeah, it's like it's like a game for PlayStation 2 where it teaches you English, but the people that made the game are Japanese, and so, like, it's trying to coach you on your pronunciation, right? But you literally... It'll it'll say, oh, you're doing bad if you say PlayStation, but if you say PlayStation, it'll give you, like, perfect score. <laughs> yeah, I remember we talked about it in uh, mm-hmm. one of the shows. Mm-hmm. You were cracking up Stacy with that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit is real, man. I, I like that hard row. <laughs> yeah, <hard> row. <laughs> no. Yeah. Pronunciation. Pronunciation. I want I you know I know it's like the typical typical weeb thing and I don't know if I'm a weeb maybe I am I like Miatas and stickers and stuff but I really want to fucking go to Japan dude I'd be bitching to go yeah I want to go over there want to meet your uh mm-hmm. I'll go ahead. you want to meet him? no I, I just want to meet people that are removed from our culture here man I'm getting pretty pretty weary of that is it weary or leery with an L mm. both oh I guess, I guess they're almost one of the same mm-hmm. because you could be weary of doing something because of your leeriness <laughs> they reinforce each other very true. Yeah, dude, like, I, I totally want to go over there to just experience what it's like. Well, for one thing, to be more free than everybody else around you, because that that culture in Japan is... It really does seem so oppressive, you know? They have social norms up the fucking ass over there. You know, I, I wouldn't want to go, but I want to go on a cosplay of it. Blend in. <laughs> in a cosplay what would you cosplay as alright so costume I want to do and I want to I want to do this just in the regular mall but I'm afraid to get shot yeah. I want to go as um, <laughs> Michael Myers oh yeah you'd get fucking shot over here well cause you know I um, I could sport a pair of coveralls pretty good mm-hmm. and then the boot and then I'll, I'll even grow the haircut out do it and then white makeup black out my eyes and yeah. then just kind of walk through all the stiff <laughs> yeah I feel like you would have you would have people screaming but then people would be like running up to you screaming taking pictures from every angle it'd be cool to take a machete but you really couldn't <laughs> no no I think the Japanese police will kick your ass they do kick people's ass over there like uh, I've seen so many videos where you know somebody's like drunk and they're just they're just like slapping you you know they'll slap you around talk some shit throw you on the ground pick you up again slap you again kind of like the morality police what if the police here in LA instead of had tasers just had a white gloves 
they just pulled you out of the car and slapped the shit out of you. You're speeding, sir. Mm. Mm. That would be cool. Do you think, uh, do you think the occasional hand slap would, uh, or facial slap would uh, deter you from, uh, you know, driving five over? It depends, because it has to be proportional to the crime, you know? So, you were reckless driving, you were O.J. Simpson and shit. And they chased you everywhere, and they finally get you. Well, now, you have to deal with slaps and punches from everybody that was chasing you. It would be like an ordeal, you know? It would be kind of torture. It would kick your ass for like five hours. Mm. It's an alternative, less lethal punishment. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true, but then... And then the sensitives will be like, oh my god, that's torture. Can you imagine being on a first date and then like getting pulled over on the freeway? The cop asks you to like, you know, step back to his car. Mm-hmm. You just come back five minutes later and you have like a, just a ridiculous black eye. How'd it go? Had to take my you licks. Know, it, it, went, it, it went rather well. He let, he let me off with the warning. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, I wouldn't want to get roughed up like that. My dignity left my body, you know, just for doing some dumbass shit. Demasculate. Yeah. It's like 20 guys with white gloves just slapped me until I submitted. They made me say what I did wrong. (laughs) That'd be horrifying, man. No way. Yeah, that's funny because you know, like uh, a lot of people, like when you go in court, you know they can't pay their fines. Like, go oh, community service, mm-hmm. and like half these people never even have to do their community service. Really? Yeah, I really don't think they. Imagine if I had to do it, they'd probably make me. But like some of these other people, like my ex, she used to get out on the lash and all the doctor notes, all kind of shit. Really? Yeah. Was it from her chiropractic doctor? Uh, the, the foot doctor. Yeah. She had bad feet. <laughs> <laughs> feet still smell, cannot do community service. What was Trump's uh, excuse? Because he was a draft, dog, draft dodger, that's what they call him, right? Oh, that's right, he was. Uh huh. I don't remember his excuse, though. Yeah, it was for his feet. He had bad feet. Oh, really? Yeah, that was my joke, but... Ha ha, (laughs) They're like, we don't give a fuck, actually. Do they, though? Like, like, say if you have, like, fallen arches, or, like, you have a a relatively, like, flat arch in your foot, will they they turn you away? Uh, If it prevents you from walking normal, probably, but if not, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt that too because, like, I've seen and heard so many stories of, you know, relatives, especially in uh, decades past, that tried to get into the military but got rejected because of the geometry of their feet, their lack of an arch. But having worked in the running store and seen all the different, you know, seeing how people can be, and still be super athletes 
and seeing all of the addendums via inserts and different kinds of shoes and whatnot that you can do and you could still function pretty normally yeah just some people just can't stand on those other feet for long periods of time are there are there boots? A, go ahead i was gonna say these these athletes who are all um how much money these uh leagues invest to these athletes who just sit on the sideline mm-hmm. but uh what you were saying about the boots uh you know what I don't know. I don't ever remember if someone said, "Hey, I got my new prosthesis today for my 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 combat boots." <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I highly doubt that it would be that serious. And somebody with like an extremely mobile arch in their foot, which is what you call somebody that has typically has a pronation, where their ankles uh, kind of bend inwards. When they when they put a load on their foot, and so many people yeah. have that. Like I swear, like that that was the majority of the people that came in to the running store, and we're talking everybody from kids to adults. You know, so many people have what they call a mobile arch, and like I said, they function perfectly fine. They they can be relatively impressive athletes with that condition. Uh, that's what I have too. I have really bad pronation, especially after. Um, a series of injuries that I had to my feet a couple of years ago. Like, it it was always with me, obviously, but I feel like it got really bad after my broken uh, metatarsals. What was your injury, Rob? Uh, I was training for... Um, I was training for a um, terrain race, and I was breaking in my new... Uh, Vibram five finger bikilas they're the road running uh, minimalist shoe and I was practicing a certain style of sprint and I guess I don't know man the strain was just too much and on my last hurrah near downtown Redlands I just heard two pops and I fell in the grass and I just felt like cool you know like all the blood all the internal bleeding and i broke uh uh two metatarsals in my right foot how'd you get home or what happened i fucking walked home dude i limped home like three miles yeah that sucked and it was it was dark and shit already that sucked ass And and of all the times to not have a cell phone and of all the things to not know, I didn't know anybody's fucking phone number, so I couldn't call anybody. Damn, yeah, that sucks that there's nobody there to assist or help you. No, it's okay. I mean, I, I managed, you know, it hurt like shit, but I managed. And the thing was, too, I never got treated for it. I didn't have, I didn't have a good enough job to afford insurance. I think at the time I qualified for... Uh, state assistance but I didn't apply and so it just kind of healed by itself and what I learned was well from this doctor that would come to my job sometimes I told her about what happened and she was like oh my god like fuck are you doing you know you're dumb and she gave me this (laughs) this like boot thing 
to put my foot in but by then it was already too late like it it, had, it was already starting to heal but what she told me was interesting she she said that typically uh those bones get stronger after you break them but i'm not sure if i believe that because i still feel pain when i am doing a uh, sprinting workouts and stuff I mean, they haven't broken again. It seems fine. I think part of being an athlete is the constant nonstop breaking down of your body. <laughs> yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucks ass. Especially with, like, martial arts and stuff, you you have to be real careful. And, you know, it's one of those things. You're, you're practicing boxing or you're practicing uh, kung fu or karate. You, sh- you really should probably practice qigong and yoga at the same time that way you can heal yourself a little bit in between speaking of healing i've been trying to listen to that uh that 400 hertz oh uh-huh man so those are some weird frequencies to listen to at night. yeah isn't it cool though I, i've been doing the same thing man like every song so. go ahead go ahead no, 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 I'm listening. Um, like, every song that I really like and that's, like, maybe semi, semi-popular semi amongst the people, I look for it in 432. And I always enjoy the 432 version more than the original recorded version. Always. There hasn't been one exception yet. Goes to show you how much they add to it. Mm. You know, to the the four four hundred. Uh, what, whatever. What effects have you uh, have you noticed? Like anything, anything obvious as far as emotions or your uh, mental state. So the four forty two seems to make me more restless. I can't sleep. I can't tune into it. Whoa. Uh, I've been trying, but it could be just the source. I haven't listened to any of my favorite songs in 442 yet. Yeah. Oh, it's 432. Oh, I'm sorry, 432. Yeah. But there's all kinds of different frequencies, too, uh, because the whole thing is the Fibonacci sequence of numbers, uh, or based on that. And you can also, they, it can also be detuned to other frequencies that are in line with that ratio. And those are interesting, too. Because then you get into all this craziness of theta waves and alpha waves and all that shit. And some of it's pretty interesting, but then some of it's just like, like damn, you're pretty deep deep in the hole there. You know, I'm not sure if, not sure what's going on anymore. <laughs> uh, I would like to listen to the, the frequency in a medit- uh, meditation chamber. Like an isolation chamber? Uh, no, one of those uh, chambers that you lay in, that they're all at your perfect body temperature. Oh, the uh, flotation tank. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. The only flotation tank I've been around smelled like fucking ass. Well, I could only imagine. <laughs> it smelled like shit. I no think, one flushed it. Yeah, no one flushed it. I don't think they cleaned the walls or anything. Like, it was gross. There's one actually down the street here in Redlands on, um, on I think it's 
I think it's on Redlands Boulevard, technically. And they're supposedly really clean and don't smell. But I haven't, I haven't been there to visit them. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we should go. We should go. And there, there's a... There's a community out there that advocates for, you know, experiment with it, plain Jane sober for the first time, and then get into your choice of stuff while you do that. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested just, you know, going and seeing what my brain does by itself. What do we would it be like to take instead of a... Uh hallucinogen to take a high dose of adrenaline and then go into one of those tanks oh my god that'd be that'd be an ultimate test probably imagine like you take what if you take something like Adderall isn't Adderall a crazy upper like that or is that a downer I thought Adderall had balanced you out sure but from what though you know like from what state because I know people say that it helps them focus. I don't really know, understand yeah. what that means, though. Does it take like when you? When you're a uh, uh-huh. kid with ADHD, isn't it? Yeah. Or a hyper or hyperactive disorder, whatever. Mm. Cause you to. Uh, I used to take Xanax before I would take a part of tank. Really? Just like recreationally or what what did it do for you no I was on duty hmm uh, we take the we basically take the engine and transmission out it's called a a pack assembly Mm -hmm. and once you take that out you could actually fit two guys down in the engine bay sometimes just one and uh, I had to do my job for the hydraulics I would go down into the engine bay for hours and uh, I'd eat, you know, fucking little blue Xanax, and I'd go down in there. I'd be there all day with my headphones and rip the guts out of the machine and put it back together. Yeah. Such a weird job, dude. The military is so fucking weird. Yeah. Just redundant maintenance. Yeah. Over and over. Redundant training over and over. Mm-hmm. But as for that uh, re- uh, meditation chamber, uh, man. Wonder how how can you get a a dose of adrenaline besides uh, getting yourself all jacked up? And- <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm sure that there's all kinds of. You could probably do it with herbs. You could do it with. Um, oh, fuck, I imagine there's all kinds of shit you can do. Actually, I just don't really. I don't know how comfortable I feel like listing off the things that you could do. That I'm thinking of I right now, be, like, what, what about that Kratom shit? Kratom. I was going to say, I'd be willing to... Oh, go ahead, what? What about that Kratom stuff? Like, uh... People were doing that for a while, and they're all fucking spun out on that. People get really addicted Which to it, too. Kratom, it's K-R-A-T-O-M. I think that's how you pronounce oh, it. Kratom, Kratom, or Kratom. Mm-hmm. That green powder. Yeah. This will sold at the sweatshop. Yeah, the fucking yeah, mystery, mystery puffs. I don't know what it is. 
Well, if you said that you, if you had to do the meditation chamber the first time sober, I would like get off a treadmill and then go straight to the tank. Like, so after running like yeah. a couple miles and being all pumped up and then try to go from a complete high with your natural dopamine and adrenaline and then turn around and go into a deep dive into the meditation part of it. That would be so fascinating because yeah, like you, well, you you work out so you understand the the pleasure of the pain of working out, right? Feeling your body doing what it does and then going into an isolation chamber essentially where your body is no longer taxed at all and paying it, having no choice but to pay attention to your heartbeat and the feelings. That's interesting. That's cool. I, I would definitely do that after a workout. That that sounds cool. I have another idea in a form of a meditation chamber. What if you were to take a prisoner in his meditation chamber, I mean, his virtually his jail cell, yeah. uh, give him some form of LSD and then turn around and force him to watch some, like born cartoon like when Teletubbies first came out like how fucking totally weird it was because it was a foreign cartoon right Teletubbies was it it seemed foreign that thing was fucking weird Uh I don't know if it was British or Canadian yeah something like that French Canadian it was very French well put it in a language where nobody understands what's going on uh huh and then, like, force them to, and then to, uh, have the cartoon go <laughs> uh, happy and educational to, like, totally, like, violent and racist. Oh, my God. What are you trying to do to them? <laughs> you, them. <laughs> you fuck them up. <laughs> like, it goes from Pelotubbies to Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be crazy as shit. No thanks. That, that's interesting too isn't it weird how other countries as well I mean like I, I've never been to I've never been overseas or nothing so I don't know how other countries are but isn't it weird to think about how they treat their prisoners and stuff over there like uh, I read about this dude in Norway where he was like a big motherfucker like and he he did some kind of like like robbery you know, beat somebody up or something. Some bad shit that would get you some years over here. And essentially, they were like, okay, you're going to go and you're going to hang out on this island and you have to return to this little island home uh, at this time every day, but you can you can go about your stuff, you know, just think about what you did. And that was his sentence. And I don't know, like, it, they have a lot better a lot lower rates of uh, recidivism of people coming back into the the penal system. I don't know. Well, man. you know, one of the, the big things that I that I hate about uh, Martha Stewart was uh, when uh, after she did all that uh, insider training, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm trying to the commercial that came up on the TV is louder than the actual show. 
uh, I don't want to call it a rehabilitation camp, but it's a re- rehabilitation facility. And she got to check herself in, in and out every day. And then, like, at one point, like, the judge was, like, having to tell her, like, you know, Miss Stewart, you know, your check-in time is 8 a.m. You can't come and check in at, at, at 11 or 12 and then check out at 1. You actually have to come here and do your, <laughs> you know, your time and your facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, all she had to do was just go and check into a place. That's like, place. that's like Jeffrey Epstein the first time he got caught up for all this fucking human trafficking child molestation shit he was he had the same scenario and look what he was doing now the second time they actually got him and then they murdered him but the first time he was just like that when you got money do man you think, do you think his first time was really his first time Well, that he got caught? That, yeah. That's on public record, I guess, yeah. But that wasn't even getting caught, dude. That was just like, uh, you know, here's this really low publicity, not very visible punishment for you. Not very severe punishment either. He didn't give a fuck. He probably was like, yeah, whatever. I'll register as a sex offender. That's fine. I'm still a billionaire. You know, imagine uh, a young cop being on the force, right? And, you know, uh, even in the military, you'll get in there and you get guys that want to do shit by the book and you get other guys that say, you know, no, 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 this is how we do things. Yes, we know it's wrong, but this is just how the funding is. This is just, just do this and you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so imagine the cop that's there for the arrest of... Mr. Epstein and said friend or company. Not the first time. Imagine like the fifth or the seventh time. <laughs> yeah. You pull that dude over <laughs> to the point where even you have to tell him, Mr. Epstein, you know, keep shit in the bed. This is the fifth hooker this week mm-hmm. uh, that has been found dead in your hotel room. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's funny about that? <laughs> Hold on. There was this uh, politician or politician's son here recently. We need Timmy to do be able to uh, research this stuff. Okay, so his uh, just like <laughs> oh man, I'm cracking myself up. Uh, is it Hunter Biden? Yeah. Okay, you know how he keeps having, you know, he was always in the limelight for drugs. Yeah. There was this other senator's son who was probably also, be, you know, in politics himself. His problem is, is they keep finding the dead male hookers in his hotel room. And uh, <laughs> I guess the second time it happened, it, it got a little more attention. Mm-hmm. But like I said, back to the whole, you know, uh, fuck island thing. Yeah. Uh, imagine all the, like, these law enforcement, where they're, you know, they're, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try to say positive things about the law enforcement. Uh, at least tonight's episode. Uh, so you get all these cops that see all this human trafficking, that you see all this prostitution, they see all this drugs, 
completely rob a drug dealer or completely steal all his money, yeah. that means he goes out of business. He'll go out of business next week. So who are you going to arrest next week? So if you do get all the drugs and all the crime off the road, you know, off the, you know, off the street and stuff, who are you going to arrest next month? Yeah, and that's, that's what it is, right? That's why the war on drugs sucks, too, is just because all they do is create space for other dudes to swoop in and do the same thing. Very true. Um, so back to the whole Epstein thing, you know, imagine how many times, you know, some of these poor cops who either are on the payroll or not on the payroll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That have to turn up. That had to turn a blind eye, or still have to. Yeah. Because there's that so-called list of all those people that are involved, and everybody's just all still hush hush about the list, even after all that controversy. And you don't think the public has said has said once to the courts, like you know, uh, Your Honor, uh, America would like to know who's on that list. It would be lawful to know who's on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Considering if me and you committed uh, a, a sex crime, me and you could just be peeing in a bush <laughs> behind a bar. Yeah. And then we get treated worse than these people who are fucking and murdering and eating children. Yeah. And it's just, it's just all okay, apparently. Mm hmm. That's the standard, it's, man. That's the that's the global the global standard. It's amazing that there is any justice at all, you know, uh, for for people at that level of income or anywhere near that level of income. You got a couple hundred grand to throw around when it comes time for your court date. I imagine it's just like, yeah, all right, no problem, you know. Is interesting too to see it come. Uh, come into such notoriety when Trump was going through all of these allegations and stuff. Now, now I, I've disconnected myself again from that whole universe, and so I really don't know what's happening with that anymore. But it's funny how it's such a battle, you know, just because he has that amount of money and he has the amount of money to pay these lawyers that just say all kinds of words that that work in his favor somehow is maddening man like it makes you feel like there is no there is no real accountability uh for for justice like dude uh, i don't know if you care about this guy at all or seen seen any news but afro man i love afro man uh so, Coke 45? Yeah. Zigzag? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a big fan of that guy. And then I saw a uh, thing on my YouTube feed. And he released an album. It's called uh, Lemon Pound Cake, I think. Or Lemon Cake, I can't remember. And the whole album is based on how wherever he lives, wherever Adams County is, the sheriff raided his fucking house. They broke down his doors they stole a bunch of his money. They were looking for... Oh, yeah, the warrant was for uh, narcotics trafficking and kidnapping. And he caught the whole thing on his uh, on uh, video feed, 
uh, from cameras that were inside his house. And that's what the whole album is about. It's a, it's an awesome record, but look at that dude. Like what the fuck? And nothing ever happened, you know, because there was no basis really for any of their, their warrants at all. Have you uh, seen uh, or read much into uh, civil uh, civil asset forfeiture? No. Um, so if it gets done properly, from the way I understand it, um, they could just have just said accusations uh, about you, you know, doing whatever crime. Then even if you, even if they come in, raid your house. They take your money, and they go, well, we found all this money, so this had to, be, you know, be linked to your illegal, you know, pogo stick, uh, you know, racket here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they take your money, uh, and you can go to court, and you could be all your charges dismissed, right? Mm-hmm. But they still have your money. And uh, depending on the amount of money... They can just go to the feds and they say to the feds, well, yeah, we were pretty sure that, you know, they were doing this, but it's in court. But we took this money and here we're going to give you guys the money to hang on to because, you know, oh, wow, this is a lot of money for us to hang on to. Yeah, we can't hang on to that much money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, whether you get it or get get it back or not, even if you go to court, you only get about... 40% 40% back. What? Yeah, even if you can get it, uh, um, we'll just say you can get 100% of it. The Your local police department still gets some absurd percentage of that money when the feds give back. Whether you get it back or they keep it. So even if you just say the, the feds you all all charges stick on you, and you go to jail. It's a win for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Your local police department still goes back to the feds and say, "Hey, remember that million?" And the feds go, "Yeah, we remember that million." Okay, sixty forty. <laughs> Just cause. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, no, it goes. It doesn't necessarily go to the cops' uh, slush fund. Uh huh. But what it will do is it'll, uh, all right, we need new smoke detectors around the shop. Okay, good. You know, we need batteries for the smoke detectors. Okay, what do we do with this other 750000 Oh, well, we need an MRAP for our SWAT team. And what they do is they call, it's retooling their police force. Yeah. That's how these cops have awesome AKs that's why they have the best gear the best helmets they have literally they have MRAPs surplus uh, MRAPs Hummers where the fuck do you think all this fucking money comes from it's all fucking drug money that they did the good boy system and turned into the feds and then the feds gave them back their 40% on on all of it and it goes for uh, retooling their police department their overhead there's another one like uh, there's a term they use for it's a fancy legal term that they use 
So the the proper way, like I said, is is they turn it into feds and the feds give them back their percentage. And if not, like I said, the civil asset, they can just uh, sit on it as evidence. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the money always disappears. Or you go to jail, and or how can you prove that they took a hundred thousand versus yeah, you know, yeah. And that's the fucked up thing about the Afro man stuff is like he has the video of it when they're going through all his fucking uh, his suit pockets and his pants pockets, tearing apart his wardrobe looking through his CDs, and then they find money. They were literally looking through his CD cases. But anyway, they found, uh... They found all this cash that he had. And they steal all of it. And that sucks. Because of what you just said, like, who knows how he can prove. Because he had stuff in cash. He had cash in cash. He's probably gonna lose all that, unless he gets a big-ass lawsuit going, or... The the crowdfunding fan base you know gets him gets him paid for his new record or something that's super sad though but you know what um so the one thing i always say all the time is um so for those cops to do that right whether it was afro man or or a cartel member yeah it doesn't matter who they do who they do it to right yeah uh if that's a normal day, what's a bad day like, you know, for, for these cops? Uh, but what, what's funny about that, i seen this one video. It's the entire body cam uh, uh, footage of a police officer. And what it is, is they're at, we'll just say they're at um, Afro Man's house, right? Yeah. And it's, it's like that. They're doing a raid. We'll just say the person was guilty, okay? 100% guilty. We'll just tell you the cops are doing their job 100% right, yeah. okay? But what the body cam caught was uh, this female officer digging through the guy's stuff. Oh, I remember what it was. It was an eviction. So it really wasn't that bad of a deal. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like you know, maybe the guy did go to jail, he got deported whatever this guy it's a whole house full of stuff and these people are well off right yeah well these cops are just digging through these this guy's stuff i think she bumped her body cam the shit fucking turned on and she's like examining the watches and she's uh spelling all this shit in between her vest and her like her uh, uh her uniform yeah and then she's trying to find an excuse to get back to her car now you could tell a couple of cops are on it, and like, and then you could hear him say shit like, "Oh, I already checked the top floor." Well, she's like, "Oh, what about this room?" And he goes, "Nah, you know, Smith's already been through there." And she's like, "What about the bathroom?" And he's like, "No, no one's gone through the bathroom." So she's like, "In the bathroom, in the closet, and they're just tearing these people's shit up." And then she's uh, like, "Somebody comes by who you could tell who's kind of not in, on the scheme," and she tells this person like three or four times, "Oh, yeah, I need to go back to my car," and they're like, "Why?" She's like, oh, no, 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 I think I left my, you know, my cigarette, my e-cigarette plugged in. I got to go check it real quick. And they're like, no, we still have to clear the house and we still have to do this. And she has all the shit on her. Yeah. And one way or another, she gets busted. She has like three or four fucking watches on her. Really? Uh, yeah, she was just stealing. Just 
Just if you're just a fucking uh, a petty thief. Yeah. Not stacks of cash, not guns. This bitch was just, she was just being ghetto. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, like I said, that, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Can you hear that? Huh? This cat's fucking yelling in the other room. No, I can't hear it at all. Oh, okay, good. Driving me nuts. <laughs> hey, man. I wish I had cats yelling, yelling at me. You know what's funny is my cat, he's just sitting here on my bed, just all passed out. That's cool. He, he's turning to an old man. He sleeps all the time. Man. Yeah, yeah, they do. My my cousin, her cat, man, I, I don't know if he's still alive. I ha- kind of have spotty communication with her, but last time I saw her old cat, Todd, he was 18 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, he was an old fucking cat. All he did was sleep, pretty much. They, they are, uh, well, this guy should be awake at night right now. Yeah. You think he'd sleep during the day? Nope. You know, you, you talk about uh, that animal being old. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, one of my clients is uh, pick pick apart. It's uh, the auto dismantler. Yeah. Okay, so they bought that yard or took over that yard, like, we'll just say 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Or they, uh, they took it over. It used to be just called Pick Apart. Yeah. Yeah, cat picking me up. Pissed me off. Uh, okay, so years ago, someone dropped off this dog there. And then, like, every year, this dog would have a couple puppies and, like, in her prime, you know, when the, every year, like, every summer, you would go there to the park or she'd always be around she'd have like five puppies and then like a year or two go by she'd only have like three puppies and then it got to the point she'd only have one puppy mm-hmm. well here it is like you know 10 plus years now oh the the junkyard dog finally died really and it was like it, the dog wasn't really friendly or anything so it's not like I'm like oh cool you know look at that dog this dog was just she was literally a bitch yeah you know? and uh but it's like I went to go check to the client and and I was like looking around. I said, "Hey, where's the dog?" And they go, "Oh, Coyote got her." And I was like, "Oh, fuck, man! It's, it's weird going to a place where there's a pet that's been there for ten plus years." Yeah. And uh, now it's gone. That sucks. <laughs> Junkyard dog. That's like. Uh, was like a- at least that dog was protecting something, you know? Maybe. herself that's like there's a there's a song by Bill Baird it's called Graveyard Dog that's an interesting dog because that dog that dog's protecting graves you know there's nothing there but it still exists and it's still barking at people outside of the fence but I guess there are there are weirdos that would go in and deface a graveyard Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little tangent there, but no, that sucks. Well, let me ask you this: since you, you're gonna, uh, if they found a tomb tomorrow, or to say, like another a new pyramid, mm-hmm. 
in the sand, you know, a big sandstorm or it rains and all of a sudden there's, look at this beautiful, pristine, untouched pyramid. Mm-hmm. If ar- archaeologists, ar- how do you say that word? Archaeologists. Uh-huh. If they go in there and they open that tomb, that's, that's still grave robbing, right? No matter how, how you label it. There's still defamation of a, or desecration of a, of a, uh, a grave or yeah. a burial site. Yeah. Do you think we should be able to go there and dig up these old old bodies of these people who, these people went to great lengths to seal up their family and their loved ones? <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I mean, that, that's why the whole world is kind of like in a, it's part of the woke culture, but I think it's part of the woke culture that actually makes sense. Where, like, I guess in France, they're very obsessed and very willing to stereotype and fetishize uh, Native Americans of all of all kinds, you know. But they love Native American shit, and so what happened? They have all manner of Native American shit over there, like headdresses and ceremonial robes and just you name it all kinds of artifacts that were stolen from the people that probably got murdered or got killed by their fucking nasty french sicknesses when they were colonizing the world and uh a lot of different countries and um in this instance like uh nations native american nations are demanding that stuff back and they're getting it um the same thing too with Britain Britain is just they they used to be that you know they used to be just the the conquerors and they would go to whatever country and steal whatever they wanted to steal control whatever they wanted to control because they had the firepower to do it and now they're having to return like I think it's all the time all the time you could find articles of oh the museum of Britain returned this thing to this country returned this thing to that country that's cool I'm done with that because yeah like why why the fuck you know there was a lot of Nazi uh, memorabilia uh-huh. still mm-hmm. and uh, these little shops there in Iraq the little hajis really yeah but it wasn't like oh look at my fucking underground layer of Nazi you know merchandise it was they would have like these little bazaars and then like you'd look there on the shelf and there'd be like a like an arm uh, the little red armband mm-hmm. or like old like pieces of rank or uh, medals and insignia mm-hmm. and I'd be looking down out there and I'd be like and my buddy would be like hey, look, look at those fucking lightning ball tablets you know? like the guy would like see you uh, like looking at it yeah and he'd be like, oh, you want to see it? And you're like, no, no, thank you. And uh would be like, oh, you know, I'll sell it to you, you know, $20, $20. And like to the guy, he had no idea like the value of it or like what it was or like what he was trying to sell you. He knew what it was, but he didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't know eBay he what it was. Yeah. That's the thing is, that's funny is, is they started to get eBay and then they were like wanting a bunch of money. But like to get an old uh, saber or uh, a knife, They'd be wanting like a lot of money for that. Like before, you go in there like a hundred bucks, yeah. and you can get like a little bit of 
and then like now they haven't it was funny they had just were getting the uh the internet yeah and then they were like oh eight hundred dollars eight hundred dollars you know you take home you take home a cell and he was like fuck you dude yeah but it, it was just interesting the old uh war relics from 70 plus years ago yeah yeah that is interesting it's weird how stuff like that slips out like my friend uh jerry i want to have him on the podcast too he's interesting another interesting ex-military guy um he went to the swap meet and he found a uh not a hitler youth flag and he was like holy shit and he bought it he was trying to give it to me but i was like i don't really want a hitler youth flag (laughs) you know i don't know where i'd put it but no, he, well, he just wanted to give it to me. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny about uh, Hitler Youth is uh, one of my buddies, uh, his grandmother. It's an old German fucking chick. Uh, I guess way back in the day when they uh, had all the kids in the village all lined up, uh, I guess the Fuhrer came in there and, like, touched her head. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, then like, you know, went on and did, you know, you know, war stuff after that. Then I guess like, uh, in their town after that, I guess her parents had all kinds of respect from the community because her head got touched versus, versus Billy and Hans and Dora. Yeah. And it, it was just a trip to like, so the family legend, you know, goes all the way down and continues. And, like, I remember, like, being a teenager and my buddies, uh, and, like, that's me bragging. Was like, Hitler touched my grandmother's head. <laughs> I'm like, oh, respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's weird, the ignorance of it. Yeah, it's fucking pretty dumb. But... But significant, I guess. Yeah, it's significant to some people. Like, some people are, like, lining up in mass to see the Pope for some fucking reason. The CEO of uh, the blackest of the black banks. <clears throat> you know, people travel from all over the world to see that guy. So, so I don't know. But that's, like, a, their faith in religion but look at the people that sit outside in the snow to fucking wait out for just the uh, chance of an autograph yeah some fucking actor or performer who's just gonna ignore you justin bieber i I recently saw a video and there were these chicks they were they were young outside his house and he was like he he stopped and he he goes uh like you know i'm just trying to go home just living my life and trying to have some peace, you know. And then I show up, and it's you guys. <laughs> and they're they're like listening to him. They're all quiet. And then after he's done, like just being a human, you know, just like like fuck, like can't you see what you're doing? They're like, can I get a hug? <laughs> he goes no, <laughs> and he walks inside. That must be so fucking annoying, dude. That must be crazy annoying. People wanting to talk. Oh, you got all those. You got those weirdo fans, though. You got some people that just want to, like, you know, hey, shake your hand. and like, hey, thanks. Yeah. You know, how's your day? Yeah. 
you know, those people, can you cut some of your hair off for me? Yeah. Can you fart in this jar? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm never going to get over that. My friend told me that he he found a, a, this girl on OnlyFans and that she was selling farts in a jar. People were buying them. Man, I will shit in a sock for somebody in Melton. <laughs> they pay right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no shit, man. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though, dude? It's so fucking. It's so weird, man. It's so weird. But the objects of people's admiration or their obsessions or their addictions, so strong. You know, they're willing to shell out. I always look at money as life energy. Like you can't give it up that easily. You know, because that's what it means to me as a working person. It might not mean so much to uh, to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, but to me, that's what it means. And this guy is shelling out who knows how many hundreds of dollars for a fucking fart in a jar. It's amazing. There's uh, some uh, senator they were making fun of, and he uh, spends his omelet is like 60 plus dollars in the morning what? every morning really yeah mm-hmm. imagine oh man imagine the size of the breakfast I mean you could order at IHOP for 60 bucks 60 dollars plus plus a tip we wouldn't be able to finish it first of all I beg to differ. I was sure the fuck tried to eat uh, $30 of fucking pancakes. What would you have, like, fucking pancakes and in between each pancake a sirloin steak? (laughs) What kind kind of (laughs) shit is that, dude? Mm, Well, I would definitely start with some bacon, eggs, some French toast, some hash browns, some toast, you know, two kinds of coffee, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> two kinds of coffee yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get a I'll mix decaf and and caffeinated yeah. coffee just, just for fun yeah um maybe a kid's meal just like yeah just give me a kid's meal anyone just surprise me oh the happy face pancake there you go yeah I won't eat it unless it has a happy face on it Mm, yeah, that, I mean, you know, with inflation, you know, nowadays, I guess, you know, making a $60 bill probably wouldn't be that hard because two big platters are going to be 15 to 17 bucks. I guess so, but at, at yeah, it's still like a shit ton of food. Like, what, what, I, I would love to see the details of, well, first of all, what the fuck restaurant he's going to that co- charges that much. For a breakfast, I guess it's a uh, it's a hotel that's where they they do they have their morning morning meetings. Oh, okay. We'll just say it's like a country club style, yeah. you know, elite. You know, I could see you know even just a, a two eggs, you know, and a piece of toast is going to cost you twenty bucks. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, but that's cool. <laughs> That's uh, kind of what I imagine the um, the Seventh Day Adventist uh, Korean church is like over here in Loma Linda. Because I don't think you can go to that church unless you either drive a Lexus, an Audi, or a BMW. 
Sometimes you see an Acura, but they kind of have to park off to the side. <laughs> they have to park on the street? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious, Damn, man. I'm serious. Mercedes only. Wednesdays. You know what's a trip when I see all those uh, big box churches everywhere, no yeah. matter what it is? Uh-huh. Uh, all these churches have like like wrought iron fences, you know, blocking and locking everybody out. Yeah. I think it's true. I'll be at a random stoplight and I'll be looking over. I'm like, I'm looking at a church that has seven words in the, in it. Mm-hmm. You know, the first street, scientific, <laughs> you know, holy sunrise, local <laughs> <laughs> the teamster <only>. yeah <laughs> teamster <laughs> but like said, sometimes I'll be I'll be like looking over at a place and I'm like damn the fuck building is this yeah and like uh and I'll look over like I said it's either church or fucking union or uh Knights of Columbus, Masonic Hall. Yeah. Um, temple. I always look like the size of the, the building. And then I always look at the fence like around it, blocking everybody out. Like, yes, we are members only. And I'm like, damn, so much for like open to the public. Yeah. Uh, so much for being uh, a place for shelter and giving and openness open-mindedness i you know i used to be real like i guess kind of naive um about that as you are when you're younger and uh i had a girlfriend and her family was into oh this is so funny but she's never gonna listen to this podcast so i'm just gonna say so, so she was in a family that they were what were they fucking lutherans they were lutherans and my ex-girlfriend was a nymphomaniac you know it was too much it was too much for me i could i couldn't do it in her lutheran ways and uh i asked her because i i I wanted to accompany her on uh, sunday right see what she does and so i went to a lutheran church for the first time and I hadn't stepped foot in a church in like a long time, a long time, probably like 10 years at that point. And, uh, essentially they talked about football. Well, literally they talked about football for a while and then they played some music and her dad was a really good drummer, paid attention to him. And they said a bunch of shit about how people think Lutherans don't do anything and I didn't see them do anything and when it was all over I asked her like you know I, I, I do wonder though why do religious institutions have locked doors like there there is definitely a big philosophical problem there's a practical problem of people are shitheads and they'll go in there and steal stuff and people will go in there and they'll live in there but for what a church is supposed to be that's some that's an aspect of 
modern churches that has to be addressed, I think. It has to be taken seriously if you're really going to consider, like, say, a, a, a priest in one of those big mega churches that the the holy teamsters of, you know, the Scottish rites. I don't know. <laughs> you fucking got me there. That's funny. Yeah, like, damn, like, this thing costs who knows how many millions of dollars to maintain and heat and cool and manicure and fertilize the fucking lawn and reseal the parking lot. <clears throat> Not to mention all the PA equipment and all this stuff in there. There's just, there, there's, yeah. there, there, there's something, something wrong with that whole picture, which I think is really well, what, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll tell you one thing. So it, it, it's funny that you say Lutheran church, because I think the church that I, every once in a while I go to it is Lutheran. Ah. But what drew me to go into that church on the occasional Sunday is, uh, the, uh, it's not a big box church. Yeah. The parking lot's got cracks in it. Uh, they, uh, before pandemic and uh, Karenism, they would have every year a community barbecue. Mm -hmm. And they would just give out, like, fucking just hordes of food. Mm -hmm. If you're hungry, all you do is come and eat. And uh, they, they actually do... Uh, Man, they actually do a lot for the community versus some of these places. Like I said, they don't see a lot of community outreach, but um, I imagine it's expensive even to maintain your community. Yeah, you got to make all those, all those pamphlets and stuff. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I don't know. It's it, it's weird. Just like just like you said, I I was thinking about it because I lived down the street and I I, I go running a lot, you know. So I would go running past this church, um, uh, at sometimes, well, at some points, almost every day, uh, sometimes multiple times a day because I'd ride by on my bike and it's this huge fuck off mega church, man. Uh, two giant fucking buildings, brand new, went up in less than a year, and like I said, all the clientele and I call them clientele because that's what it seems like driving Mercedes Benz and all these super high-end cars. I have not once seen any evidence of like, uh, you know, them flying a big Korean banner talking about, hey, you need some food? Come get some food. Uh, free ramen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pho. Oh, no, that's, Viet that's Vietnamese. Sorry, guys. Is it? Yeah, uh, free boba. Boba. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know, I didn't see anything. All I saw was an exclusive club that spoke in a language that I didn't speak. It's like, hmm, that's that's oddball. But yeah, there 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 are definitely churches like there was one down the street and they were actually they were a Thai church. Um I think they were also uh Latter day Saints. And I can't for the life of me grasp uh, what that means, but they're a Thai church and I think it was every Wednesday. They, they would just be out in their driveway and you need milk, here's milk. You need bread, here's bread. Got a selection. They had fucking fruits and vegetables and sometimes they gave away meat too from freezers. 
So they were like really serious, you know, they were really committed and they were a very small church, super small, like the size of a small house. And um, yet they were giving away so much more consistently than I ever saw that crazy big uh, Korean church giveaway that was just down the street. Yeah, I think it's weird how some some people could afford to give away so much and other people can't afford to give, can't give a little. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. I was at a, uh, so one of my uh, logistical uh, adventures today uh-huh. brought me to a distribution warehouse for cruise ships. What? Yeah, uh, so uh, I was, I'll just say I was close to a harbor today. And uh, so it was a cold storage. And then whenever the cruise ship comes into to port and they need, uh, it's like one of the things I seen today was, was a whole pallet of, like 50 pound bags of sugar hmm. uh, like you name it you wanted it in a kitchen for breakfast like I seen the whole pallet of waffles um, it was all brand name stuff too yeah so like if you go to Costco and like buy a bunch of like bulk shit but it was all bulk shit for the like really big bulk kitchen items yeah it, what made me think is is uh, so I'm, like I said I'm looking at a, a small bubble of the cruise ship industry's uh, logistics I was like okay so you guys already have it dialed, dialed in to know how much it's gonna how much and what you're gonna need to feed 5,000 people per week yeah no problem it's like so how come you can't take that same know-how and feed right here in LA. I'm sure there could easily be 5,000 homeless people right here that you could feed. Hands down with no problem, but the same food. Well, cause they can't charge the homeless people times three markup with a gratuity fee. Right. Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> yeah that's crazy I I don't know man I, I, I've i never been on a cruise and like I, I'm not going to bash anybody for going on a cruise you know it's just something to do at this point one of the choices out there but yeah I don't, I don't think I'll ever go on a cruise it seems like a bunch of shit that I would disagree with like philosophically you know almost like, like you looking at that warehouse and I feel like my feelings would just be so strong about my thoughts because it's already like that and I'm not even on a cruise (laughs) you know maybe you should just enjoy stuff though while you can because it's all going to go to shit in 2023 you know what's weird about uh, all that food that you're going to eat on the cruise ship Uh in a a buffet bed Virtually, you're all going to just throw it away. Because if you're on a cruise, you're not just trying to survive. Yeah. 
you're there gorging yourself for four or five days. I am literally <laughs> just going to be a human shit factory. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. You, you, you could literally just, I don't know. I think it's just fucked up. Versus, like I said, some homeless guy. You know, I want a waffle. No, you shall starve. Why I should I shall gorge. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah, that's it. It's weird. I if mean, I a lot. you know, being on a cruise ship oh. almost makes you like a pet cat or something. You're just a ship machine, right? You're like an you're like an apartment cat. You do shithead stuff and uh, eat a lot. Lays around. Enjoy. I want to go on a cruise. I'll tell you one thing though if I do go on a cruise well we'll just say if I was ever going to be training for some, as an athlete for something because uh-huh. they got a really nice gym on the cruise oh really that is the best place if you're going to work out a cruise ship is like what the best place you could work out really look at all that food that you're going to be able to eat like morning noon and night mm-hmm. like if I ever go on a cruise again I'll definitely try to go and like I don't want to say no beast mode, but like total, like, you know, dedicated workout where you're working out every day. Mm-hmm. Imagine being able to just like go work out twice a day and then fucking eat four times a day. <laughs> yeah, you'd be pretty good. You just want to focus on that and then I could see that. That's cool. You, you opened my eyes. That cha- changes my opinion a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. That's how you make light of traveling, though. Like uh, when I had that job in construction where I had to travel all the time. One of my favorite things was to go run in a new city every couple of days. You know, get to know get to know the city, running through it. And then the hotel gyms were awesome. Even if they were shitty, they were awesome. Yeah, it's nice to uh, have a cool place to work out. And then just, you know, a nice shower that you're just going to throw a fucking towel on the floor and make some poor maid pick up later <laughs> I know I started I started to do that too I felt like uh, like like it just became a part of showering so, alright what's the tr- what's the trashiest way to fucking throw this this towel somewhere <laughs> wadded up behind the curtain <laughs> <laughs> alright so since we're talking about terrorizing the hell do you tip your uh, your mate Never. when you check out? <laughs> no. so you don't leave like like right there on the desk or on the bed. Uh, I've never done that. I feel compelled to uh, tip the mate. Mm. That's good. That's good. You're a better person than me in that respect. I'm not. Well, so thoughtful. <laughs> uh, on the road, well, just out of respect on the road, I'll do it, but usually we don't smoke in the hotel rooms but we have you know weed in our bag and uh, sometimes just the not even smoke just having it put away in a bag in a backpack somewhere that makes the fucking room stink it's you know true I mean? yeah and you don't smell us so leaving like a five dollar tip or a ten dollar tip as a precaution to the maid like hey sorry I made your fucking 
uh, room smell like skunk vagina. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny in downtown Denver at the Hyatt, I stayed there and they have these signs and it says, um, no cigarette smoking or marijuana smoking in the hotel room. And I smoked weed all the time in almost every hotel room, you know, it's just, it was a part of traveling too. And, uh, I just thought that was funny because Denver is so like, I think I I said it on the podcast before I was there during the legalization in the afternoon where 3000 people toked up simultaneously. It was, it was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of in the year. Dude. Th- yeah, that was the start of COVID, probably. All those years ago. Really, that man, that that was awesome. That's one of one of my best memories, actually. That afternoon was fucking sick. Everybody went downtown to the Capitol building and they have this big lawn. And there was all kinds of vendors and then it was a big countdown to to four twenty. And it was like, uh, it was like as ceremonial as New York City, you know, at when the ball drops. Except everybody was in silence. It was, it was amazing. It was a lot of people. And then right when 420 hit, you know, there was some air horns, and then everything just went like really, really quiet for that many people being all together. And then you just see this big ass cloud of smoke come come over the come over the crowd. It was cool. All the... the I was going to say, I don't want to call it global warming. All the pollution. pollution. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it already got filtered in their lungs. They captured all, all the, the carbon. Yeah, they captured it. They have their own uh, catalytic converter. The weed smokers. You, you know what's funny is uh, I was uh, doing security and... Uh, the uh the band uh santana oh cool uh they're playing here soon at yamava i've seen i've seen that billboard but when uh sultana and their entourage they went into the green room and uh they were just one room next to the room i was standing post at Uh uh-huh uh so then like they came over there and they uh do like a five minute uh, warning to the the band you know hey you guys are on at five and um so they leave they open the door and they leave right and i remember looking over at the at the door open and they smoked so much fucking weed it uh the smoke was coming it was pouring out of the top of the door like like a it looks like steel wool, like coming off a conveyor belt. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it looks like a blanket, like said, on a, you know, just out of a machine being produced. Yeah. In that room, like even 20, 30 minutes later, was still pouring smoke out the top. Whoa. That room looked like it was fire. Yeah. I don't know what they they did. I remember one of the guys walked in there just to walk in there, and he was going in there looking for joints that were left on the on the tables and, and the yeah. ashtrays because he says he goes, you know, these guys smoke weed so good that just a, you smoking off a roach would probably be enough to get you high for a week. 
Uh-huh. You know, they're smoking the best. But uh, like I said, I remember standing up my posters looking at how much smoke that came out of that uh, their green room for... Man, it just seemed like an fucking eternity. Yeah. But yeah, he walked in there and he just walked out. It was like... <laughs> and I was like, is it, how is it? And he's like, man, that shit smells good in there. Yeah. It does smell good. I do, I do love the dankness. I do love the dank smell. I like the nug smell, too. I just like... Okay. Yeah, I just I just like the... I like that... That thing. I don't do that thing... At the moment, but... I do like it. The aroma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially the plants, man. Like, oh, man. Like, they're, they're just... They're so... They're so interesting to be around, you know? Those big-ass trees... It's weird being around them in like a retail warehouse setting where they're growing them like that. I feel like there's there's some intuitive emotional uh off-putting thing for me when I'm in that environment, but when they're outside and you just kind of let them do their thing, they're amazing. I I just love being being around them, smelling them, eating the leaves. How was the aroma off the plant that uh, I grew? That thing was awesome, dude. It was rough. It was so rough to smoke that plant, but I thought it was great. It was one of the one of the best, uh, probably one of the best ones I smoked, to tell you the truth. And it was probably because you there was like a cat buried near there or something. You said there was there was cat in the soil. Yeah, must have contributed to it. So, do you, does that cat, does he, he or she, because, you know, I I put it down a good foot or two, so it's down there in the soil. Uh I know, like, if you go too far down in the soil, it'll kind of mummify it, but um, after all your plant roots and stuff, you know, get a hold of that that animal, does does the ground just use everything? Does it? The calcium is the plants will use the calcium too, right? Yeah, I think the plants use a lot of stuff. They use a lot of the minerals and whatnot. And then, of course, there's like the bacteria that breaks down flesh and fluids and all that stuff naturally too, down in there. I don't know. That's why it's really. That's why um, skeletal remains, in general, are kind of rare. That's why a lot of things don't get petrified and why there's not a lot of fossils. There are a lot of fossils, but at the same time, there's not relative to how much biomass has existed on the planet. Shit just breaks bones and everything down so well. It takes really special conditions to preserve anything. So you're telling me that that cat body's probably not there nowhere? Might might still be. I think it'll take take a little while, you know. But it might not be. Who knows? A weed plant was strong. I, I told you about that uh, documentary I seen where the uh, this composter he uh, got rid of like two hundred pigs in like a week. What? Yeah. So it, well, uh, uh, it's not one of my clients. I haven't been into it yet, but there's uh what is that Kellogg? 
not the cereal, like the fertilizer company. Yeah. So uh, it's like a big place like that where, uh, like, even the cities that your dumps will have, a, they'll make a local fertilizer. Yeah. Okay, so short story there, they got these big old huge piles of the organic material, and they lay out like 200 or more pigs, and they, uh, you know how they have to turn the compost pile with the big machines? Yeah. They're like, they mix it up, and they constantly, and you know, the compost, it heats up, because it's always breaking down, right? Yeah. So, they go like seven days. And then they, they they call it, they turn the pile. And you could hear the bones every so often go ka-chunk, ka-chunk in the machine. Yeah. And the guy picks up like this like piece of foot or vertebrae. And he's like kind of pushing it and it's real mushy and nasty. And uh, it's not like all like slimy or nothing. It's, it's, it looks like fertilizer, like, you know, fresh fertilizer for your garden. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he goes, these pigs just you know one nine he goes maybe two more days so maybe they go into, they do another uh, uh, row of, of all these pig bodies or uh-huh. carcasses yeah and when they run it like say 10 days 14 days it's uh, the just the compost heat is enough to digest a full size pig and remember they say pigs are equivalent to the human body yeah in a lot of ways so if you needed to go if you wanted to get rid of the whole mass amount of mass, uh, you just put it underneath a big compost pile. And as long as you're turning it, it, it's enough to heat up, break down, basically cook uh, the meat, and then it it dissolves. It, it blew my mind on how, how fast they were able to get versus that much waste, I guess you could call it. Yeah. That is crazy, too, because... I know that that there is a method for dissolving um, meat. I guess uh, what what else would you call it? You know, animals and things of that of that variety, and uh, making a compost. But I only learned a little bit about composting, and it seems like yeah, like man, that shit can break down fucking whatever, man. They they even have a uh, in Japan they found a a microbe that consumes plastics too like it literally consumes plastic and it metabolizes it and essentially can create a compost from it what what happened did Tim just come in what hello 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 just got back from Ontario. Yeah. Oh man, there's nothing but pain yeah. over there. It fucking felt like pain trying to get home right now. <laughs> that sucks. No traffic until you pass the Cajon McDonald's. Uh huh. And then it's just all hell broke loose. Yeah. The Clibbins. And then traffic all the way up past Ranchero. Damn. Did somebody yeah, crashed every day, man. At like six o'clock, past Main Street, that shit should have already been cleared up. Yeah, I don't know, man. The traffic was so weird. When I lived up there, 
I was always going in the opposite direction of the most traffic because I worked a second shift, so I never experienced any of that stuff. But yeah, that's what I loved about uh, working for AutoZone is I worked third shift, and that's uh, eight p.m. to six in the morning. So I was always opposite of all the traffic. Oh yeah, always a straight shot to work. Yeah, right on. Well, how was life today, man? Uh, I'm fucking tired. Uh, so I got off work yesterday and was just, I don't know, I was extremely tired. And I, I don't know why I was so tired. So I went to bed like really early, like six o'clock in the evening early. And I woke up about 2 a.m. Couldn't go back to sleep. So I've been up since 2 a.m., worked at my day job, drove all the way down the hill, Ontario, 45 minutes, spent two hours eating Dave and Buster's. That was not delicious. And then uh, dealing with an hour and a half drive back home, I'm uh, pooped. That's a good word. Pooped. Pooped. How many tickets did you win? I didn't play any games. It took so long to get our dinner. Like, because there was like 12 of us, and they were like, oh, well, you guys are a big table, and, uh, you know, everything's going to kind of come out out of order. And I'm going to try and bring the appetizers first. So I drank my beer, and like 30 minutes later, she comes back and she's like, would you like another? I'm like, my buzz has already gone away. <laughs> the fuck? No. <laughs> no more. <laughs> yeah. That sucks, man. What? It's all right. I got to work in the morning at like 8 a.m. So I just kind of headed out. I was like, happy birthday. I'm out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Sorry for you. Really good time. I don't have to work tomorrow, but I do have to do something tomorrow. And guess what it is, guys? My. Texas? No. My friend, who I'm going to have on the podcast, and he's going to start his own podcast. Uh, his podcast is going to be reviewing OnlyFans pages. So this is the kind. Nice. Of, this is the kind of friend that is inviting me tomorrow to X3 convention in Los Angeles. It's uh, it's my first time going to something like that, and it's a porn star convention. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I'll go. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's go see what's going on. I'm oh, in- that been a podcast. I am interested in this. <laughs> You're like, I also like the booby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're... Uh, the booby <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go see that shit. Uh, starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow, so it should be fun. I wonder what they feel about cameras. Oh, <laughs> it's probably... Well, it's probably just a matter of, like, permission, you know? If you've got a printer, or just write on a piece of paper, pen and paper. Yeah. Press. Media. <laughs> then when they say, sir, you can't take any pictures, just point it. Podcast. Me- like yeah. Word. Media. Legit. <laughs> Advertisement. <laughs> Propaganda. Yep. Sean, are our pants required? Uh, I think I think so, but then my buddy also let me know that there's always somebody around in a, walking around in a diaper. Uh, you know, so you got you gotta. You should wear pants. 
probably unless you want to get associated with some crowd that you probably don't want to be associated with yeah well when you got fucking diaper man running around <laughs> i'm so excited i'm gonna pee <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be good man i hope so anyway i don't know I, you know I, I was thinking of whether or not just to go and enjoy um being there or if i want to eat some mushrooms while i'm out there oh god so that could be really corn star convention yeah dude why not man i mean it kind of makes me it kind of makes me afraid to to do that so we'll see how it goes all right well let's start a poll how long does it take sean to get arrested (laughs) 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 can i touch can Please, I, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't come back had more movies. <laughs> yeah, but supposedly it's it's not as like, not as uh, gnarly as like if you go to Las Vegas. I guess they enforce dress code both on the attraction and on the people and codes of conduct and behavior a lot more strictly in uh, California at those things oh yeah well, I mean it's my life my body or whatever the fuck they like to call right yeah yeah if I don't want to wear pants then I shouldn't yeah diaper man tell wear a diaper yes <laughs> yeah that's crazy shit John how much would it cost to have you wear a diaper tomorrow oh for me man you, <laughs> you, you well I don't even need money you would just have to show up with an MR2 spider <laughs> drop it off leave me the keys and then I would go anywhere with a diaper for one day <laughs> yeah I just people a lot yeah I don't know I mean I would take money too but yeah, that's what that's what I really want nowadays you said either you can buy me an MR2 spider or you can leave me enough money to buy the MR2 spider yeah it's not that much it's like 8 grand Come on, guys. Only fans. <laughs> he learned, learned enough to where he would start his own page. Yeah. What I like to do with mushrooms. Yep. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing, though. You know, I, I would I would definitely like to start the legit propaganda video. Uh, what would I call it? The, the catalog of propaganda uh, footage. I'm not even sure. But just to have these short little videos like that, like I'm for sure going to take some pictures and uh, it's going to be the subject of discussion, likely. Sean creates legit pornaganda. Oh, damn. (laughs) Starring other people. Starring Diaper Man. (laughs) (laughs) In all these fucking issues. That's so strange, though. <laughs> but I'm not surprised, man. Not surprised at all. And I, I'm glad that yeah, I... You see Diver, man. We need him on. Oh, dude. I, I will. I'll take a picture with him if I see him. Because my buddy, he, go, yeah. he, he goes to those, and he says there's always somebody. There's always somebody walking around in the equivalent of diaper. Diaper attire. <laughs> Rags and riches, right? Yep, rags to riches and then back to rags just because. Just because. 
I, sh- I shitted my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> Breaking hogs, boy. Yep. Yeah, hey, did, after you get your publicity, uh-huh. would can Diaper Man be a gender? Oh no! Oh man! You just gave all kinds of people bad idea or good ideas, I guess. You gave bad people good ideas. Yeah, very true. The people that won't take MR2 spiders to do such items. <laughs> so, uh, do you uh, identify as pamper or, or huggy? <laughs> Ooh. Man, you're you're already, you're already starting these uh, breakaway civilizations, dude. It's very possible. Yep. Yep, pretty, it's going to be tuna, diaper man. And then all of the bran- the branches from all the rest of that shit. What else? Prefers the uh, adult sized. <laughs> no, he prefers the infant size. <laughs> oh my god! I like it tight. <laughs> yep. Well, hey, check this out. Think of how many countries or somebody people's personality you could describe by using descriptive words. Talking about a used diaper. Smelly, musty, sandy, shitted. Uh huh. <laughs> Man, you're amazing at making these fucking weird cliffhangers, James. <laughs> just like, you just leave me imagining all kinds of shit. It's funny. I know, he always said some shit that's hilarious, but then there's like nothing to add on to it because the punchline was in the middle of his line. Yep. It's just what it is, the alpha and the omega. Think of a country you'd like to visit next year, but describe the shit you took this morning. <laughs> Paris. It came out in multiple. Hmm. I would say what's a what's a country big logs, trees, you know? Whatever country that is. Not Ukraine. The biggest logs. <laughs> Not Ukraine. Dude, the, there was a video that I saw from the war in Ukraine. And it was interesting because it's fighting in the forest, right? And you don't hear Ukrainian. You don't hear Russian. You hear English and you hear German. Um, yeah. Oh. So, you know, you never know what kind of secret shit's going on or what kind of contractors are working where. But I was just like, wow. I didn't expect that in this video. I'm saying, I know you're in there. Yeah. Or they could have just been playing paintball. That's very possible. Airsoft. It's just an entire (laughs) millstone. It was a hoax. That fucking video got me. There's you just saw just billions from the United States are playing airsoft. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh man, ruthless. <laughs> that that that. What one of my old friends? He's he uh, had trouble pronouncing uh, th sounds, and so he would replace it with f sound. And so one day somebody was talking, and he's like, "Man, that was." That was the truth, you know, the roofless truth. <laughs> <laughs> roofless. Yeah, you, you, J, 
We just heard the ruthless. Yep. He was big like that too. He was a good guy. All right. Well, I don't want to cut out early, but I'm tired and I have to go to work. So. Right on, bud. Yeah, I'm I'm tired too, and I gotta save up for my uh, my outburst tomorrow. And a spider. <laughs> Dude, I, I would so I would so do that, man. Somebody out there, somebody leave me a fucking MR2 spider, but not those shitty 2000 through 2003 ones. I want the 2004, 2005, or it's no deal. All right, well, enjoy your huggy experience tomorrow. Yep. If you end up with a new wife, you know, never know. I doubt I'm gonna find a wife at the porn convention, but you never know. I'll keep my I'll keep an open mind. And legit Morganda coming in February 2023. Yep. <laughs> if you saw the most amazing, attractive whore there tomorrow. Uh-huh. And she says, all expenses paid, everything. You know, basically, you just get to work out all day, every day in a diaper. She wants to watch you sweat and run the treadmill in a fucking soggy diaper. Oh, man. <laughs> It depends. Be sold. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it depends awesome. on the salary. You agree? He's gonna wear it. Depends. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. Right. Sponsorship. I did think of that. And then it after you peel it like an orange <laughs> off of your <laughs> or a wrinkled, soggy skin. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do it. Depends on the salary. Now I wonder. These are hard times, man. What right, what, what is the uh, absorbent inside of the diaper? Do you think after plenty of times of just uh, soaking your diaper, sopping wet, <laughs> you start to like <laughs> absorb that material like a vitamin? Maybe. Probably. Not a good vitamin. Maybe the I never thought about that. What? Because they are absolutely absorbent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys, let's go. I don't know what the fuck are you into tonight? <laughs> Me neither, man. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna All call right, it quiz right. before it goes too far down that hole. Have a good one, guys. All right, buddies. Good night. Uh, we'll leave it in the diaper. Yeah, leave it there. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Staged a mock wedding to keep all of 
blushing bride, the figurehead. When I try to bestow the kiss, the cheers of my shipmates cut short to the sound of bells from overhead. The nearest church, five hundred miles in Newfoundland. Steady canter to warm my pillow with their hot breath. We set sail on a winter moontide amid a chorus of seabird song. A brother at sea is a brother in exile until his salty work be done. 